It is something we have. Good, Good morning. <laughs> Today, if y'all could only know the thing. Wednesday. I think it's, it's Wednesday. The ninth. Today's the eighth. Today's the eighth. It's November the eighth in the year of our Lord, twenty and twenty-three. And this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. Yay. Yeah, yeah let's go. Bang. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Oh, I'm
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, Alicia. So Megan is not here because she stayed with mom last night. Uh, many of you know, I, I, I know some of you pray for my mother. She has dementia and it's been, it's a long battle. And uh, I go on Monday nights and stay with mom, you know, Monday evenings, nights, and go sit with her for uh, three, four hours, something like that. But Megan went and stayed the night last night. Sometimes my daughter goes and stays the night with her and helps. So that's where she's at. Uh, I appreciate your prayers for my mother. Anytime you can think about her, to lift her up in prayer would be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right. Oh, hi, Rachel. You're on YouTube. <laughs> you like that song. I am glad you like that song. And uh, we praise the Lord for that. So some of you know I've entered into a time of fasting and prayer. and uh, But I'm coming out from that and, you know, and doing daybreak and then uh, going back in. Uh, got a lot of things to pray about, a lot of things to think about. God is so good. And God is moving around the world. We sure want His... Uh, awesome Holy Spirit to move here. I guess it's time to get into our Bible study this morning. We we are at Proverbs chapter 23, and this morning we'll be starting with verse 17. Verse 17 and 18 this morning. And so I love all you guys, and good morning, good morning. I'm glad that you love to have Bible study. Uh, let's... Let me get this up on here. Hold on just a moment. That moved on me. There we go. 
verse 17 and 18. It says, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. So, Father, just be with us as we study your word. We love you. We praise you. And, uh, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, call something to be said that will speak to your people. In Jesus' name, Yeshua's name, amen. So don't let your heart envy sinners. Don't be jealous of the wicked. Uh, this is easier to happen than maybe you think. You, sometimes we look out at the uh, people who don't love God. They don't fear God. They don't serve God. And you look at their life. You look at their popularity. You look at their money. You look at their houses, their boats, their whatever. And you become envious of them. And, the, and this says, don't do that. Don't, don't be jealous of sinners. They have nothing to look forward to, is what this proverb is saying. They Look, it says, look, rather be jealous for or zealous for the fear of the Lord. There's nothing more important than having the respectful fear of the Lord in your heart. And go after that. Let that zeal hit you to have the fear of the Lord. But don't be jealous of the wicked because, guys, here's what this says. There is a hereafter. There's a hereafter. And the wicked have nothing to look forward to but death and punishment and judgment. So rather, if we could have the right heart, if you could really have the right heart, you would more have compassion and feel sorry for those who think that all this pleasure that they're gaining while they're here, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, because, you know, if for those who don't believe in God, uh, they don't, you know, this is all there is. Yeah. And you live a little while. There's a little bit of acknowledgement. You live a little while. You make some money. You have some fun. Might as well live it up because we die. And there's nothing after this. And we might as well just bless them, the Lord. Yeah. Rain on the just and the unjust. Right. But the difference is all that. <laughs> Amen. Here hey. is a speck. Right. There is eternity. Yeah. And so there is a hereafter. There is a hereafter. When you believe and understand the hereafter, and that's what the last line says, your hope will not be cut off. It just begins when the believer passes away, when the Son of God, the daughter of God, goes to sleep, you leave this body. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. It's just a beginning. You have a hope. You have a hope after death. They have no hope. This is all there is for them. So really, instead of being jealous and envious of them, and it happens, it does. I wish it didn't happen, but it does. Uh, because people lose sight of eternity and they uh, start thinking wrong. And so, but don't have, ha have right thoughts, amen, about them. Okay, next section is verse 19, 20, and 21. And here's what it says. Hear, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with wine bibbers. 
or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe the man with rags. So the term wine-bibber, according to what translation you're reading this out of, but a wine-bibber is a word for a drunkard, okay? Glutton, of course, is a word for one who has an unbridled appetite that cannot be disciplined. So these terms, wine-bibber and glutton, are terms that... It's the epitome of the undisciplined life, the one who has no self-control, cannot control himself. And he's saying, here, my son, be wise and guide your heart. Don't hang out with the drunkards. Don't hang out with the gluttons. You know, you think about the movie uh, that just come out, The Blind, The Blind, the story of Phil Robbins, Robinson and, and you... And you notice in that movie that even, you know, as Phil is going down, you know, he's hanging with people. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Let's go. Let's go have a party. Come on. And it's leading him down a bad road. Now, nobody can force us to do anything. Yes, we make choices. But yet there is the, there is the enticement. There's the seduction. And... The proverb is saying, hey, don't hang around people that's going to seduce you into that and lead you down the wrong road. Don't do that. Amen. Amen. And and why is this proverb so important? Because you know, you got to eat, okay? And remember, in the, in the Bible days, wine is a part of life. I mean, it's part of the feast. It's part, part of Passover. Wine is part of Jewish culture. Always has been. Always will be. You know, and that's why Jesus, when Jesus says new wine has to put in new wineskins, the, the point of that is new wineskins. The reason you have to put new wine into new wineskins is because of the fermentation. The old wineskins will burst. They can't handle the fermentation. And so uh, to just give you an example, they accused Jesus of this. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 18 and 19, so that you can read it, Jesus, Yeshua is speaking. He says, for John, he's talking about John the Baptist. He said, John neither came eating or drinking. They say he has a demon. He said, look, John wouldn't attend any feast. <laughs> John was born a Nazarite, right? And so he lived in the desert. His, his food was locust and honey, Right? And what he's saying to them, to these people, he's like, it doesn't matter what is put in front of you. You reject it and you make fun of it. And uh, he said, John didn't, he came, he didn't, he wasn't eating or drinking, mean drinking wine. He didn't drink wine. And you said, he's got a demon. This guy's full of demons. John the Baptist. He says, verse 19, the son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, look, a glutton, and a wine-bibber. Jesus was accused of being a drunkard, right? A friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. So just to say, they use this accusation even against the Son of Man, against Jesus. But it was not true 
about Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. It wasn't true. Jesus never sinned, and he was never a drunkard, okay? But nor glutton. Nor glutton. But wine was part of the culture, and so it's you're needed. It's needed to say, hey, look. Don't mix with drunkards and the people that go too long at this and that cannot control themselves. And in our culture today, I would say that in our culture today, people understand the wine bibber part, but probably what would you would you guys agree that that probably gluttony is one of those sins that's not really thought about much in today's culture? I mean, and, and it means you your God is your belly and you cannot control what you eat, you know. Yeah. You you have no no self-control. And that's why he says the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty. The drunkard, he gives himself, he is given over to the wine, and so he's going to come to poverty. He's not, the end is not going to be good for him. And we see this played out over and over and over. That's why there's so many uh, homes for people that have addictions, Right. Right. Because you can add in now in our day, you could add in um, pills with that, Anything or any, in, yeah, any kind of any kind of thing that messes your mind up, uh, keeps you from being able to work, or uh, you know, be clothed with rags. Be, you, it's not going to end well. Right. It's it, you're going down. You're going down. Self control is so so very important. Yes, I will say that this is. When I think about this scripture, okay, so obviously, I mean, we have a lot of obesity in America and all over the world now, really, since yeah. all our fast foods have gone everywhere. Um, in that day, there weren't the food additives. There weren't the, the things that help make you insulin resistant. You know, they yeah, ate cleaner. But, yeah. And so I'm th I'm imagining to be a glutton in that day yeah. was even harder than to be a glutton in this day. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, Maybe it's, it was. Maybe it was. But, you know, and, and I'll be honest, you know, it's the, the food thing has been more of a trouble to me than any other, probably you, any other you thing. Can't you can't turkey that. Well, no, it's, it's not, it's, you know, if a, if a, if a, pro, if a person cannot control... Uh, what the other things you can just totally cut it off, right? right? But you can't cut off eating. You have to eat, so you have no choice but to bring that under control, right? Yeah. And uh, so that's that's a good thing. Self control is a fruit of the spirit, by the way. And so we we can't go to God and say I can't help it. We say, Lord, help us help, help it. it. Bring forth that fruit in my life of temperance, of self control, that I yeah. can control myself. You know, I can eat one donut and stop or whatever. Did y'all need to say something? Okay. It's hard to eat one donut. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it is. That's, that's the truth. But, we, you know, we are not to allow our, our belly to be our God. That's the point. Don't let your belly be our God. Don't be given to anything. Matter of fact, be given to nothing except to love, right? That's the only thing we're supposed to be addicted to. Loving God and loving people. Huh? Might as well face it. Might as well face it. 
We need to be addicted to loving God and people. <laughs> All right. Verse 22 says, Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. You know, what is the first commandment with promise? What's the promise with the first commandment that gives a promise attached to it? Mm -hmm. Honor your mother and your father. Honor your father and your mother that you may live long upon the earth. Amen. Honor your father and your mother. And this is what he's saying. Listen to your father. He's your father, okay? Do not despise your mother when she is old. That lends to the probability then even when your mom is old, she's going to still be trying to tell you what to do, kids. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> Listen to your mom. I'm already there. <laughs> Trust me. They know this proverb. Uh, sometimes uh, we have this. It's kind of a funny thing for Lisa and I'll be like, honey, honey, they know, okay? They're adults. You don't have to tell them everything. But you know how moms still do that. And my mom, even with dementia, I'll sit by my mom. She's got dementia, but when she remembers that I'm her son, she'll still, still tell me stuff. <laughs> All right, verse 23. Honor your father and your mother. Amen. Buy the truth and sell it not. Do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Truth costs you. Truth costs you. And do not sell it. Do not sell it. You know, the truth of the gospel cost many people their lives. Yeah. And they don't sell out. You know, there's so many people lay their life down. Truth cost. But God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Hamashiach, He is the King of the universe. He died for our sins and he rose again on the third day. This is the truth. Okay? By the truth. Truth is very important and truth does cost. It's always going to cost. And there are so many different ways that truth cost. Well, let's do one more. Uh, because I think it goes with 22 and 23. Let's go ahead and do 24 and 25, which I believe goes with them. The the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. And so we ended yesterday with basically the same type of thing. Wise children are a blessing to their parents. Right? Well, wise child, going back to verse 22, one who listens to the father. Listen to your father who begot you. Listen to your mother. Don't despise your mother when she's old. Listen to her. Don't despise her. Uh, buy the truth, you know. Truth cost. Sell it not. And the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. It brings parents' hearts joy again when their children are walking in wisdom. When they're stepping out of silliness. And we all step into silliness. Everybody does. Okay, I mean, everybody does. But praise God when the prodigals come home. <laughs> and uh, praise God for His goodness and His mercy upon our life. And if you think our earthly fathers are happy about it when, when we act wise and when we take in truth, how much more our Heavenly Father loves. 
when we walk in wisdom. Amen. Well, thank you for being here this morning. I hope God spoke to you something in this Bible study. Uh, but it's good to study the Word of God. Amen. And I do love your comments. And I love to read them. You guys have such wise things to say. And uh, it's good. It's good. All right. Let's get off of here. Let's remember to uh, pray for what's going on in the world. Well, somehow I didn't get that off, did I? There we go. Pray for what's going on in the world. A quick prayer. Would you just just uh, agree with me? Father, in Jesus' name, so much turmoil in the world, so much war, so much death, so many people, Lord. Man's inhumanity to man. I think the count is close to 500,000 with the Ukraine and Russia uh, of people who have died. Lord, I don't even know how to think about these things. It's just so horrific. And what's going on uh, with Israel and Gaza and, and this, the terrible things that's happening. Father, uh, we just ask for your wisdom uh, to shine forth we believe in your sovereignty and we trust you and we ask you to uh, intervene yes, on behalf of the innocent lord intervene in the name of jesus amen let's say the lord's prayer together our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. Love you, saints. Love you, saints. God bless you. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Lord willing. Bye.